podcast in Mindsight, where we discuss our latest insights into our self-improvement journey. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Yasin. I'm Elias, and let's dive right into this week's episode, which is in premiere, I think, isn't it? After our first date, we finally managed to arrive at, at the climax <laughs> of, of everything here right now. It's been yeah. it's been quite hard to get here. Different, very very different positions and stuff we had to try out. Um, fuck, positioning dude. us in the marketing <laughs> <laughs> scheme to get to our episode number sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. And that's why I have been talking quite ambiguous people. <laughs> Check out our first date <clears throat> episode from where yeah. from I I don't know weeks back shout out there yeah. <laughs> shout out to us <laughs> shout out to us a few weeks back yeah Dude, i think if yeah but if honestly first honestly it really feels like it's been ages since since we last recorded so i i don't True. even i don't even feel like that our past selves are us anymore you know it's yeah been that long. it's true actually <laughs> well so shout out mm. to them i guess i guess they <clears throat> right. did a decent job <laughs> well people out there if that's the first episode you're listening to then i'm very very sorry <laughs> please go go listen to the other episodes we, we're not oh. as weird as it may seem now in the first few seconds of this episode please please yeah. give us another chance to you prove to you that we're actually if, normal if people. there are any future like possible <clears throat> yeah people we want work from that are screening us right now <laughs> by listening for our episodes yeah Best check out another episode, I think. Yeah, that's it's not representative of who we are. <laughs> what we do here. Oh man. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Nice to be back. Nice to record another episode. I guess it and be a, a little chit chatty episode. Yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, how you how? were at a party. <laughs> oh yeah i was at a party man i want to know oh, everything every no you should not know everything <laughs> <laughs> i think we really need to this this episode is inappropriate or something i don't know <laughs> no i'm really curious uh, yeah yeah man it it should have actually just yeah i guess turned out to be a normal party uh, a little bit of a birthday get together for a friend of, of mine who's also studying physics and it started out like that, I guess, <laughs> and then it spiraled down. Well, we met up in the, in the in in the park in Munich, English Garden, quite nice. Really, a lot of sunshine. Enjoyed uh, sitting by the riverside and stuff. If there just wasn't um, vodka <laughs> and stuff involved, uh, a little bit of water here and there, yeah, right. and as you know. Party goes on, people get drunk gradually, uh, even more and more, and they lose their, um, how do you say, their sense of of uh, limitation a bit and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that was quite funny was, or not so funny, I guess, <laughs> was, man, um, do you know, oh, I, I really hate I really hate English words that I don't know. Um, Anstoßen, man. English. So. 
I guess. Yeah, I guess if you. Yeah, I guess, exactly, exactly. Okay, so two of my, two of my friends there, they were like, um, how you say, uh, clinking like their beer bottles together, like the typical Bavarian prost thing. Um, yeah. What, what what do you say in English? Is cheers. Anything? Cheers. Yeah, the cheers thing exactly. Um, <laughs> turns out they were stupid enough to do that while they keep their beer bottles. Uh, at their mouth, like drinking and and losing their sense of limitation because they've been drinking too much, led one of my friends to really do that quite forcefully, <laughs> leading to the other's uh, tooth being uh, chipped away. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, what do drunk people do then? <laughs> they decide to go to the twenty-four hour dentist. <laughs> together as a party <laughs> um so we get up pack our um <laughs> our beer um the vodka <laughs> pack everything up and tour through munich walking through the english garden taking the, the tram <laughs> and, and different things to get to the 24-hour dentist <laughs> While on the way, <laughs> the drunk people are already discussing uh, what to tell the insurance <laughs> uh, what that happened. Uh, the other half is, is singing, uh, <laughs> singing like annoying people, I guess, in, in, in the train, in the, in the tram. Um, then we arrive at the dentist and, okay, obviously half of the party stays outside and the more sober people take him inside. <laughs> Like, I mean, how sober can you be to get to, to still accompany a drunk person to the dentist? <laughs> and I don't know how they did it, but like they got his, his operation or like uh, the tooth renewal operation right away. Like, <laughs> must nice. be privately insured or whatever, but what Probably. the fuck? Probably. <laughs> he's sending us pictures outside of uh, inside from the the operation room you know <laughs> well we are enjoying ourselves outside and um <laughs> and and he gets his tooth replaced and and i guess that must be quite annoying for like the the, the dentist you know <laughs> drunk people sure. smell out of their <laughs> mouth and and blah blah yeah but I guess that's not the worst they've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, As they, they, usually they in medical like, professions. Yeah, they're probably like, yeah, oof, yeah another, another one. I just wonder how they how they did today. it. Like, how how did they convince the staff to to bill a drunk person or or whatever? <laughs> um, yeah. Funny yeah. thing, after he comes outside, the party just continues. <laughs> and we go on from here. As if nothing <laughs> happened. As if nothing happened, exactly. Yeah. That's great. And well, um, like right about time. that time, I also got separated from that party because I was not feeling that good because I also had too much <laughs> input. Um, feeling quite feeling quite sick, uh, getting on a bus. It did not help that everything shook around, you know. <laughs> so I decided to get outside. <laughs> because I did not want to vomit in the bus or anything. And I sat down at the bus stop uh, and I just fell asleep. <laughs> at that fucking Dude. bus stop. Oh, man. One or two hours later or so, I wake up. Uh, it's already <laughs> dark outside. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> Where am I now? <laughs> uh, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After I, 
after yeah losing some some additional weight that i've been carrying around with me <laughs> you can interpret right. that as you want <laughs> and decided to drunkenly walk back home from munich <laughs> crossing through the english garden where um at the final stop um to, to my student housing, <laughs> I met up with the rest of the party over also going back home again, <laughs> which was quite funny. Yeah, quite lost. It's great. That's, yeah. And my general recommendation <laughs> to <laughs> avoid any headaches the next day, just drink a whole lot before you go to bed. Like really, jack down half a liter, a liter or so. <laughs> that saves of you a lot water, of trouble. To clarify. Of water, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another liter of vodka. Just mm. make sure. No, man. man so great. that was quite lost. And uh, <laughs> yeah, part of the reason why I guess we did not record yesterday. <laughs> because I wanted to chillax a bit. That's quite exhausting. Sure. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess you can get tooth replacements when you're drunk. You just have to be very convincing. <laughs> And, and privately insured. And privately insured, probably. I really think that he was a bit because <coughs> what yeah. the fuck? Otherwise, no, that would not have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I also got more stories up uh, in store again, if you want. But uh, I also more, have... Do you, do you mean more stories concerning the party or... No, 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 no. Like in general, just... Other general? Ooh, I love stories. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, my model currently is to have one really lost party each semester, because you need right. to <laughs> party hard sometimes to to just yeah, I guess work hard, let out some hard. steam. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I already did that at the beginning of the semester. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, nice. saves me a lot of trouble throughout the semester. You know. <laughs> for sure. Nice. Man, how's life for you? <laughs> how's, life, how's life for me? Hmm. Life is great. Life loves me. Um, well, the last week I've been quite sick, basically the whole week. So I missed the first week of in-person um, lectures and seminars. Um, but I'm fine now. I hmm. even went to the gym. Really motivated today. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. One interesting thing is I am in the process in the interview process for two startups currently. Ooh. Um so got a lot of shit to do and to prepare. For becoming co-founder. No. <laughs> becoming co-founder, right. I wish. Um no, but I I'll probably get an email tomorrow from one of the startups with like coding challenge and an assessment test or whatever. Ooh. Let's see how that goes. I've been working oh, on the weekend the on some. Uh, one is fairly big. I think it's like 30 people or something. Mm, cool. uh, it's like an AI startup. And the other one is Damn. is quite big. I think it's like 300 people. It's quite well known. I'm not sure if I can say the name on the podcast, but <laughs> they are quite well known. They do like car subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've heard of the firm. I think they're even based in munich as far as i know i mean they have offices that's in not munich, my profession sorry man, man. i think sounds awesome. even been founded here if uh, i'm not what would you not do mistaken. in that job man what are you looking <coughs> for uh 
Frontend, again, Frontend front Development, end. Design, all of that. Yeah. Marketing. I want to kind of work on my, improve my skills even more. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I Is think that I want like to focus more on like marketing, consulting, that stuff. Ooh, funky. Is that like the first time you really apply your skills you learned now from, from programming? Like in, in an actual like front end job or? Well, no, at the last startup I was at the first semester. I no, already so did that. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was quite a great experience. And now I'm just looking for basically okay. another <clears throat> another challenge, another startup, another environment where I can learn from, just mm -hmm. to improve my skills. I think I'm I think I'm starting to get to a level where I can basically build anything I want, which is great. But I still want to kind of have more experience in a startup team environment. Because I think that's important. And then after that, as I said, I want to go more into consulting, marketing, that kind of stuff, and just see what fits me best. But man, that really sounds sick now. Like you saying that you get on a level where you can build pretty much everything. Man, I, I guess you're like at a point right now where you where it must feel like everything you did the last one and a half years or so pays out. Yeah, for sure. That must feel great. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like this exponential curve the first few the first year probably was like man i feel like i've learned a lot but at the same time i i can't really code for some <laughs> reason um and now it, it really starts to pay off and you, i can really see the, pro the progress for example for one startup what i've been working on of, over the weekend and i want to finish this evening is um basically a recreation of the website not because they told me to do that but just because i want to make sure i have some bonus points and um, mm. want to prove to them how motivated i am to start uh, no. working there and i noticed that basically i'm uh, what seemed very far away and very difficult just maybe a year back now i can do pretty much on autopilot i don't really have to think and that's great Whoa. you know this it's really it, it, it gets even to a point where a lot of stuff is just really intuitive and I don't really have mm -hmm. to think too much. It's almost like playing the piano. It's nice. many things are automated and that, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, man, congrats. That's my life. Right that's now. awesome. Thanks. Nice. Nice. That sounds really good. <laughs> I don't know. Some kind of weird revelation, which seems super, super obvious, but like just thinking about it made, made me reevaluate everything a bit that I had today regarding this thing is, or, or what you just said is, okay, you want to like do that job, gather more experience and stuff, that actually getting a paid job is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For several mm -hmm. reasons. Okay, A, you get money, <laughs> and I mean, you can do stuff you also like with the money, <laughs> but B, you still, like if it's a challenging job, you can really still learn stuff like you can learn skills you can know about the structures of startups you can um, know you can learn business stuff whatever <laughs> and uh, and see um, it it also adds to your like yeah curriculum yeah for if sure work at a cool firm. and that's super obvious right <laughs> but yeah, uh, still is, but I, I like i still don't consider like working uh, paid at the moment for a paid job at the moment <laughs> what, what do you mean or like you i consider, consider it more now because of that revelation ah. which is like super obvious but i don't know why it struck that chord with me but <laughs> yeah well if you if you had to if you get a cool, cool job a job 
Sure. If you had to choose a job right now to mm. do for, let, let's say, the second semester, if you had time <laughs> to do that, yeah. um, what would you do? Would you go into consulting or would you do more physics research I, stuff? I'd choose like the consulting job I have right now, but just in the, pay, the paid version of it. <laughs> right. Because I'm doing it voluntarily, so I don't get money. But I, if I got money for that, that would be a pretty fucking cool job. Like, like really, it's like fun and, and you learn stuff. And, and it's not like you're used as a slave <laughs> to do <laughs> right. research uh, as an assistant for some weird professor. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'd do. Like. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know what I want to say, but it's pretty fucking obvious. But it, I don't know. It, it just resonated with me somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as of now, you still want to go more into like the research, theoretical physics side of things, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, well, theoretical physics, probably not so much anymore. <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Although, like, yeah, completely different topic. Yeah, but uh, for for now, I think, yes, still research. But it seems to me like consulting, you have way more fun with consulting and you actually enjoy that. Mm, yeah, and, but you with told that, me that, you with don't that really sort of consulting, consulting, at least, because it's non-profit and we do it for social uh, startups, organizations something like UN right. or Red Cross or so. Um, but real consulting, I, I the impression I still have from that environment that does not resonate with me at all. Like, at least at some kind of cool big consulting firm like McKinsey or, some, or stuff like, where you basically work the whole day only on on that work from, from Monday till Friday. <laughs> you don't have yeah. any life and on the weekend, uh, yeah, a bit, <laughs> I guess. You sleep. <laughs> you sleep because you're exhausted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And the stuff you consult there is also not something I directly want to support, usually. Right. But if there were, I, I mean, I'm sure there are consulting firms that are more in the spirit of 180 degrees. Yeah, yeah, sure. And are doing most social non-profit stuff. If that were paid, and would you do that? professionally for for a certain amount of time i think you would not get happy doing this all all your life because at some point it gets also boring <laughs> because you do the same evaluations and projects over and over and um at the end of <laughs> at the end of the line actually you also kind of never know how the projects turn out because you just give them the recommendations blah 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 yeah implement that and that and when it gets to the point of, of getting feedback, I guess you you never know how, at least from my experience, I never knew whether the stuff we actually did then was good to implement or not. <laughs> right. That's like usually, I guess, the, the hypocrisy of consultants. Like, oh, we're so cool. Pay us 500 euros an hour, <laughs> which is actually like, which is an actual number, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. For like the top consultants, but yeah, <laughs> actually, we never know whether the stuff we recommend is actually useful. <laughs> <laughs> At least it seems a bit like. <clears throat> I mean, there are certainly more professionals. Like what I could, 
what I could also maybe imagine more is going more into like a technological side of it, because at the moment I'm doing lots and lots of stuff with market analysis and uh, marketing or financing strategies and, and, and stuff like that, which is which is fine. Um, it's just I think it's just a bit superficial, like. You don't work with numbers a lot. I not, I like numbers, you know. <laughs> yeah. So getting more a bit in the technological uh, consulting, tech consulting and stuff, could could I could also imagine that. But yeah, for now, for now, I have to see where where stuff takes me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool, man. Actually, maybe maybe let's switch topic for now. <laughs> sure unless you unless you have ever any any suggestion yeah and, um we were talking about research and stuff and theoretical physics and man this semester is so cool like physics finally <laughs> finally it pays off to <laughs> torture myself through to, to have for having tortured myself through the first three semesters with stupid useless uh, or annoying basics <laughs> yeah electrodynamics man i hated it so much um <laughs> and now finally i think i arrived at a point where i where i like my physics studies like where nice. i really, really like them because the semester is all about quantum mechanics <laughs> Ooh, yeah fancy and fuck that stuff is mind-breaking yeah <laughs> I especially like the maths about it, and I don't want to get into detail of that because that's nerdy. But uh, <laughs> go it's ahead, a, it's man. Quite, no, it's I think it's quite an elegant theory, mathematically, uh, for describing the weird stuff that you observe <laughs> in in reality. And I'm not right. that deep into it yet because we're at the beginning of the semester, but I already like it a lot. Uh, that's great, man. Yeah. Sounds very really cool. <laughs> And, and let's see how the, where that goes. Because if, if the physics studies continue like that, then you know, I, I, I really see myself as a researcher more. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Go, man. Other thing. Um, complete <laughs> switch of topics. Maybe, maybe, and I'm not sure about that, but maybe people out there have noticed something about my rhetorical skills. Mm. Mm. that's possible yeah no I, I don't know maybe they're storytelling skills at least from the story at the beginning like, because um, last week I, I was able to visit a rhetoric seminar um, right participated yeah. in it uh, during like a part of my philosophy studies and <laughs> I also got some quite nice stories to, there to tell about that stuff um <laughs> You know, usually when I visit seminars like that, I think they are pretty fucking useless. Because <laughs> you only you only learn random shit, random speech exercises like Barbara, Barbara, blah 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 blah. To to right, um, and that are supposed to help you out, like. Uh, which which pretty much feel like a scam that some weird shitty guru would tell you, uh, like a shortcut to getting somewhere where you will not get like that. Um, yeah. And that was also part of the seminar. <laughs> uh, 
like pretty weird shit um as a as a speech example man um tongue twisters and i will tell the german version now the german people out there <laughs> will know that it's pretty fucking weird one tongue twister was ich gehe in den birkenwald denn meine pillen wirken bald <laughs> and lots of Dude. lots of uh, useless shit like that i go in the birch forest because my pills are uh, taking effect soon <laughs> yeah and i really have to say that part of the seminar that was just fun because we we said those stupid stuffs uh things sentences um but it was not very useful the other thing i really liked about it though and i think more seminars should do that is during the whole two days that the thing lasted we actually continuously worked at um a presentation we improved it, the introduction, main part, blah, blah, getting feedback on our posture, how we are uh, arguing, our Zoom background and stuff. It sadly was online, yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. And there it really became helpful because usually such seminars are like, okay, throwing lots of theory at you, but you don't practice it, you know? Yeah. So the main point sure. I want to get now is <laughs> the the ridiculous um, yeah presentations we heard at the end of the seminar like we presented stuff to each other <laughs> oh, one guy literally talked about toilets and shit for 20 minutes <laughs> because, That's great. because he worked in that sector like as a professional professional um, shitter bill and melinda gates foundation building toilets oh, in development real? countries nice yeah. And it was funny to just see images of toilets and him talking passionately about toilets for 20 minutes, man. That was so funny. <laughs> That's great. What did you talk about? Me? Uh, mm. Something I talked about in the podcast already. Yeah. Effortlessness, you know. Ooh, Going to nice. the South Pole in an effortless state. <laughs> so Very cool. Check that out. Yeah. I basically kind of adapted a YouTube video <laughs> because <laughs> I did not want to invest the whole time. Like the Matt Diavello YouTube video, I adapted it. I didn't want to invest the whole time to prepare the talk and stuff. Thinking about something completely new. Sure. So I adapted that in the German version, added my anecdotes into that, twisted it a bit around so the structure made more sense. And yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah, and then the, I guess, the basics from that talk were, man, to get a bit more into the topic of our podcast also, <laughs> um, you can actually make progress with a more effortless, in a more effortless state by setting yourself lower boundaries so that every day in the atomic habit sense, you achieve at least something or a minimum requirement that makes you happy and that also leads to progress in the long term, like compound interest, you know, um, getting 1% better each day leaves you 37 times better at the end of the year, that shit, sort of shit. But also you should set yourself an upper limit each day. For example, uh, end of the daytime, like 6 p.m., which enables you to recover from all the stress of the day effectively. And also leaves you with time to invest into into stuff you like, uh, regardless of prestige or 
or I don't know, earning money, things like that. Yeah. That's the, the basics of that talk. It's Which is it's pretty much, it's really resonating with me and I really try to implement it the past few days. And I think watching out for my internal batteries there, because I'm usually with somebody that works the whole day, if he has the opportunity to, uh, because then by doing more work today, I think that by the end of the week, I will have a free day or stuff, which is not the case because I put stuff in that free day then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does it, does it work for you to have like a set time in the evening where you just stop working? That does not work, sadly. I, I, I'd love to try it out and to make it work, but at the moment that does not work out with the workload I have and, and the meetings and, and stuff that I have. Um, however, the concept really resonates with me. Like it's the general concept of a nine to five, like having a set start time, which most of us, I guess, have, <laughs> or the students just whenever they get up. <laughs> or whenever the lecture starts um also having a, an end of the daytime that's what i basically really enjoyed also back in school like i knew okay when school's over i i get fucking home i sit down do my homework for half an hour and the rest of the day is mine yeah. right actually looking back to that i i, I really enjoyed it now also again <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've been trying to do that. I, I think I did that in the first semester, kind of. But nah, man, it, it just doesn't work for me. I've noticed that it sounds weird, but I'm a lot more happy and content in a way if I just, if I feel like working past 12, then that's what I'm going to do, honestly. You're weirdo. Yeah, yeah no, but it's, it yeah, actually yeah, sure, makes sure. me way more happy than just saying, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I got to be done with everything by 10 or 11 or whatever. Um, but I still have motivation to keep going to the other stuff and maybe to try to learn something new or whatever. So really, for me, it's like, if I feel like doing something, even if it's work or studying or whatever, if I feel like doing it, I'm just going to keep doing it until I don't feel like doing it anymore. <laughs> even if that means going but to sleep But that's the problem, I the guess. Morning. Isn't, isn't, that, I isn't that wrong about it? Because if you do it that long that you don't want to do it anymore, then you obviously ran out of patience or, or your batteries for that thing ran out. Then if you have to do it the next day again, because it's, I don't know, studying for some psychology exam or so, then you're pretty much fucked up because you don't want to do it anymore. And that's why you stop at a point where you still are, uh, you still have some, <clears throat> or the, the exact amount of reserves left to be filled up until you wake up the next day again. Sure, I mean, I'm sure that's the way it works for some people. But for me, honestly, it's just the more progress I make on something, the more motivated I am. And even if I'm, I get to a point where I, at 2 a.m. where I say, okay, I'm, I'm done, the next day I'm again really motivated because I know I've made a lot of progress. Whereas if I told myself I'm just going to uh, do the minimum amount today because I don't really feel like working uh, and then I have to start working on it again the next day, the motivation is not as high because I feel like I haven't done much progress. So the more prog for me, it's like this positive feedback mm -hmm. loop of the more yeah, but progress you I make, the more I want to do it. But that's one side of the mentally. Actually, what you just said is you're also fucking yourself over by doing that. Because if you don't manage to um, reach like the result of a previous day where you did well, then you just said, okay, you get sad or you get uh, depressed about that. 
and you don't want to work <laughs> anymore because you only feel motivated if you get stuff done. And that by that uh, argumentation, you'd also enter a negative feedback loop. Sure, but that 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 isn't really how it is for me. Even if if I work, no, you're just saying for you six shit, hours, get that, get that work done right now, man. <laughs> no, man. But even if I work for like six hours one day on something, um, and I'm for some reason burned out from it the next day, then I'm just okay with it, and I'm just gonna take the day off or do the minimum amount, and then gonna get back on track the the following day. I I don't really struggle with that. I think. It sounds weird, but I think my working style in that sense is just vastly different. <laughs> I've, hmm. I've I've come to accept that because Obviously. that's kind of that's how I, I approach things in uh, in like the last two years of high school. And for some reason, I thought with the beginning of uni, I have to change that. But I've noticed that it doesn't really work like that. You know, I I really love just, for example, the last few days when I when I've been coding this this website for the startup, I've been like so super focused and passionate about it that i could work like for four or five hours basically non-stop and would even forget the time um and then for me in that situation to say oh no but my calendar says that i'm on, only going to work on it for two hours and then stop just mm. doesn't work for me if i feel like doing more then i'm just gonna do more if that makes me happy but sure i get your reasoning and i get your um sure let's say sure. different perspective but there i think that only applies to to tasks or to work that you're really passionate about, right? Um, and also only in the limited sure. sense of if you really <laughs> fuck yourself over and pull off an all-nighter because you feel like it, then the next day you probably will not be that productive. Um, but let's, let's assume that you also have to do stuff you're not that passionate about. Like, I don't know, filing taxes or stuff. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Welcome in the club. <laughs> Of losers. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, sure. I think some people really enjoy that, digging through the, their finances and stuff. But yeah, as an example, stuff you don't really like doing. I think there it really makes sense then, though. To sure, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not saying... To push uh, yourself the, through that, necessarily. Yeah, for, I th for the first time ever, probably, I'm not talking in extremes. Like, I'm not saying that's the only way I approach it. Hmm. Um, of course, for some stuff or some days, I don't really have motivation or I'm tired or burnt out or whatever. And then I'm just telling myself or planning the day out in such a way that I do the minimum amount for everything that I need to do. And then I can feel good about myself and go to sleep early or whatever. And I don't, I don't really like to pull all-nighters. I think I haven't put an all-nighter in like two or three years. I don't really enjoy that. Saying that I, if I want to work till wait, four wait, in the wait. morning, Think I'm back to Christmas that. time. Is that really true? What you just said? <laughs> Christmas time. The period Christmas where time. you had... What was that? I don't know. The period where you were really stressed out, like the two weeks before Christmases. No all-nighters. Oh, okay, period. sure. Nah, no. Ah. I, I really don't don't put all-nighters. Hmm. Um, half-nighters. <laughs> half-nighters. <laughs> I think the latest I go to bed, no matter what, is like 2 or 2.30. I think that's still kind of reasonable, especially if I don't have anything the next day in the morning. Anyways, uh, there's no point going into details right now. My point is that um, I don't actually know what my point is. My point is, I guess, just mm -hmm. if you feel like working and don't want to stop and you feel passionate about the thing you're working on, just keep working on it because it doesn't make sense to just stop yourself if there's no good reason to. Um, 
But of course, don't put all-nighters, don't burn yourself out every day because that just doesn't work in the long term. Again, you need balance. You need you to kind of figure out what works for you. You can only get 100% in the long run, not 150 exactly. every day. <laughs> yeah. Sure. How did we even get to this topic? <laughs> because I did a uh, talk about it at the Rhetoric Seminar. Ah, right. The effortless productivity. So overall... I guess I learned a bit from the seminar talking. I I hope I tr I managed to reduce the density of M's in my speech. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm pretty sure. Appreciate it. Okay, completely other topic now again. <laughs> 180 degree turn right now here. Yesterday, man, I went I went shopping for clothes for the, I guess, the Ooh. first time in three years. Because <laughs> at some point in time, I guess you started looking like Gollum because your shoes and stuff are falling apart. And yeah. you're taking your minimalist uh, attitude too far, you know. <laughs> Why do I need new clothes? The ones I have are still sufficing and stuff. So I finally managed to pull together the courage to get out of my bed and, and fucking get myself new shoes, a pair of new pants. Some few new uh, monocolored t-shirts, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Basic minimalist, minimalist right uh, equipment set, you know. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and man, I really must say I haven't missed shopping at all. It's such, such a dread, dreadful experience. Really? Yes. I don't know. I used, I used to hate it or just get really impatient really fast. But right now when I go, which I also haven't gotten in probably a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> but when I go, <laughs> um, then I just treat it like a little sightseeing tour, you know, mm. especially in Munich, going to places I've never been before and just going Not there true. to mm. look for clothes and stuff. I just treat it like a little a little walk and sightseeing tour of Munich. But sure, I, I get your point. It's, it, it, gets, it, gets, it gets boring really fast. And I need to know when I go shopping, I need to know exactly what I'm going to buy. Um, exactly. That's so how that I handled I it as well. Otherwise, exactly. it, I wouldn't have found anything. Like, yeah. I actually, I even knew that I want to buy some some fucking t-shirts. You know, like just some t-shirts, and it was fucking hard to find any <laughs> that have just one simple plain color. <laughs> even if my yeah. if I have my objective in mind, it's hard to find that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm always I'm always open to like just wandering around and finding yes, stuff i like yes. sure but generally I, I want to have like a mental list of, okay i'd need that that and that i'm just gonna go there find it as quickly as possible if i like it i'm gonna buy it and mm -hmm. that's that i'm not gonna spend more time than necessary on that kind exactly of stuff. and that's where i also want to start out with my story or like uh, go in the the main part Ooh, of my story another story yes <laughs> which is I think the personnel at, at those shopping malls, they're really not used to people knowing what they want. Because every fucking three steps I took, someone walked up to me, can I help you? Can I help you? Do you need help? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's fine. I'm looking for myself. I already know what I want. <laughs> the mo most thing you could do is show me where the t-shirt is. Okay, yeah, I go with her. She shows me that. Oh, yeah, can you give me the pants you already have there? Puts in her sticker so that she gets the uh, bonus, like, from yeah. having shown me stuff. <laughs> really aggressively <laughs> takes out the pants from my hands, man. Ah, oh, shopping, man. I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, in, in some in some clothing shops are like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well. Yeah. But now I'm sad. That's Another three years without any perfect <laughs> human interactions. Perfect. <laughs> well, we actually, yeah. I gotta I gotta get some new stuff too. I've been mm. saying that I think for the past two months or something. And my yeah, mom's you really look like you really like look too. look like you come from a trash can. Trash can. Right, right from the fresh skin. Sure, sure. Close as well. Yeah, man, but my mom's been like stressing me out for the past few weeks and telling me that I need to buy clothes. Okay, (laughs) mom, here, I got a new pair of socks. Not chill out. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. No, man, but whatever. I think it's just kind of a necessity. To some degree, I like it, but I don't really have much patience for it. I think it's... Yeah, whatever. I don't know why we're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not, so man? Why not? It's a random, so random topic. Who cares? <clears throat> For all that are still listening, I guess they're enjoying something about us. <laughs> Our amazing Hello, Harold. cosmetic personalities. Nice to see you. Your greetings. Harold. <laughs> Who the fuck is Harold? <laughs> our only, um, yeah, our only most loving listener, I guess. Sure. Really enjoying our Harold content. from... Uh, Harold from uh, Texas. The me- no, the meme Harold. You know, no, hide I the pain, Harold. Wait, let me Google what. Hide the mean. pain, Harold. Hide the pain, Harold. I'm pretty sure you know <laughs> him. All right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a legend. It's, he's really a legend, man. And the fun- funny thing is, that's actually like just his normal facial expression when he like smiles. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, actually yeah. did a TED talk about that. He did that. Fu- no that way. fucking guy got invited to do a TED talk. No way. But talking wait, wait. about his experience of becoming Herald. an internet meme. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I think Hide the and Pain Herald, he's really my idol. Like, yeah, and also I, Buzz, I really BuzzFeed has a video with him. <laughs> that's great. Where is he, he from? Which famous. country again? Like I, I don't know. Like he just started out doing stock photos and it developed. <laughs> That's amazing. This guy's famous <laughs> just for smiling. Yeah, man. But it's really, um, I don't know, it really looks a, like a painful smile. Don't know what to say. All the pain behind the eyes um, in the man. soul. Man, my last story. It's really a storyful episode here. Storytelling episode, actually. Yeah. Is Which I missed out to tell on the France episode. Because there's actually something... That's really important about Paris. Actually, and uh, check out the France episode if you want to see what stuff I've been, uh, yeah, doing in France. Quite the nerdy <laughs> topics there. But actually, in France, in the Louvre, you can also see the Mona Lisa, right? What a fucking overrated painting that is! <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, man. Hey, why are you saying that? Hmm? Why are you saying that? It's fucking it's overrated. Really offensive. It's really offensive. It's really offensive. Our, our art For Leonardo da Vinci, listeners. yeah. He, he, she was his bae, man. It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but why is it overrated? Because I've actually heard a lot of people say that. Like, you go in the room, it's it's not... It, I, it's Compared to all the other paintings and stuff that's exhibited at the Louvre, I think it's just that famous because we attach... 
that much value in, in on it because we have heard of it because of the media and marketing and, and stuff, you know? Whereas actually, I think it's just a normal painting of a woman. And actually, walking through the Louvre, there are several images of different women uh, Da Vinci made, which pretty much from the style and the overall setting look pretty much the fucking same and they are not famous <laughs> and there are not hundreds of people piling up in front of that painting you have to wait an hour in the line to fucking get there like it feels like it and it's not even the high season in like the, the high touristy season in, in paris yeah. at the moment because it's not summer yet and you still have to fucking go into that mess of covid infections and sneezing and <laughs> and stuff just to get a picture of some people taking selfies of them in front of the mona lisa because they managed to get one of the few rare spots directly in front of the painting actually got an image of that <laughs> So, actually, what was more funny about visiting or seeing the Mona Lisa than the painting itself, which, uh, admittedly, yes, quite skillful, quite nice. Nice for seeing it also the first time, like in in person, in real. The more funny experience about the whole Mona Lisa thing was the experience uh, itself of (laughs) being in line or actually, like, standing opposite of the whole people looking at the painting and taking a photo of the crowd who is (laughs) going crazy about that painting of of some person that died 300 years ago <laughs> <laughs> right no man i'm i'm with you i'm also not a big art fan let's say i don't really get much of the stuff i mean sure as you said i can appreciate art and i can see when something's good or at least yes. when i like it but i i don't really get the fuzz about so many paintings and sculptures and whatever yeah. what's supposed to be so incredible <laughs> about them I'm uh, sure I'm, there's a lot of skill involved and patience yeah. and hard work and, you know, all, all those people who painted and did sculptures were usually pretty, you know, intelligent and all of that. But, mm. dude, it's it's a painting. I don't know. And and pay, paying, like, multiple millions of dollars for those kind of things at auctions, it just doesn't really seem worth it, you know. Mm. Seems less worth it for NFTs, though. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to launder your money. NFTs the future, man. Launder your money. NFTs the future. Yeah, invest in it right now. (laughs) Definitely worth it. (laughs) Give me all your money. I'm just going to start an NFT. No, I I also agree. I definitely see that some painting is really skillful. Or a lot of thought went to it, even if it's not that skillful. Because, okay, (laughs) you have to always see stuff um, uh, in, in front of the background of the epoch that it was made in. Because there are literally just paintings that are... (laughs) like white canvases and stuff which is not that skillful but given the thinking or stuff or the extremism that is behind that of making everything as simple as possible i can see that it's a pretty significant painting um yes then that's I, i can see why 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 it's cool but i don't quite get the 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 excessive hype about stuff yeah that yeah, makes you true. getting pushy and pushing people aside and <laughs> <laughs> trying to get become the first uh, person in line. Hmm. Well, okay, to be quite frank with stuff like the Mona Lisa and other paintings from that era, let's say. Oh, oh no, let's say anything that's not contemporary. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can kind of understand 
you know, when someone's like a real arts fan and understands the history of the sculpture, yeah. of the painting, whatever, and it's like really just loves that stuff and is super impressed yes. by it. Yes, I agree. But contemporary art, so basically just a black line on a white canvas which sells for three million dollars. <laughs> that's just <laughs> yeah, three straight, million is a bit much there. That's just dumb. That's just stupid to me. Like I don't. I don't know if you remember, you probably remember, I think many people have the same experiences at school in like arts class when yeah. you're supposed to draw something, maybe mm. even contemporary, modern, and then you draw something and the teacher tells you that, that it's shit and doesn't have like any meaning to it. And then she, so, she shows you like a quote unquote real contemporary art, which is just bullshit and basically just a line on a piece of canvas. And she calls it mm -hmm. like the most amazing intelligent thing she's ever seen and i'm like yeah i can doodle too <laughs> you know? I, that yeah. stuff i really don't understand i think i don't think i will i will ever understand <laughs> <laughs> and i'm Actually, trying to two anecdotes for that or towards that um i actually was at a friend's house recently and they had lots of paintings and stuff hanging up And I thought, oh man, that looks pretty artistic. Like, could be like really some, uh, how do you say, um, expressionist stuff here and so going on. <laughs> and then she tells me, yeah, I painted that when I was five years old. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, it looked, it looked really cool, though. Like, really expressionist, like, okay, different colors, blah, blah. <laughs> I painted that when I was five years old. Second anecdote. Um, 12th grade school. Then we had to do like plasters of around our hand, like make some certain hand pose and stuff. Um, put plaster around it, fix it, and then you have like a hand model, and you have to put that into some setting or some scenery. You have to do something with that. Like also already yeah. pretty fucking weird, man. <laughs> What I did there, I don't know. I don't know how I, how I got through that with that, but. You know, like that um, Ego Te Absolvo Pope post, pose yeah. with the hand there, like that purple raised yeah, hand yeah, yeah. thing. I did that, yeah? <laughs> I took that hand, I nailed it to a cross. <laughs> I put some red paint over it, running down the mountain. I got, I got the full marks. <laughs> Of course, man. Of course, because it's art. art it was class. so fucking weird and extremist. And <laughs> yeah, the weirder, the weirder and more fucked up, the better the grade, basically. Yes. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Art, man. Yeah. Though I, I re what I really get about it is though. Okay, you've heard a lot about the painting. You have heard a lot about the Mona Lisa and stuff, or about the, the French revolutionary painting thing with the woman raising the flag or something. Then it's really cool to also see it like uh, the real thing and to inspect it closely and, and to look at it a bit. Um, so that's nice. It only gets weird when you get like that objectophile thing of, oh, I'm in love with that painting or I'm in love with the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Which, okay, if you do, if weird. you are, then go ahead. Um, before I get cancelled here right now, I'm completely fine with it. Because oh, some people man. do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like go ahead and marry the painting or marry the mm. Eiffel Tower or your car or whatever. I mean the 
There are quite yeah. a few people have done that. But Why the other not? thing I also wanted to add, actually, because you said, okay, you really don't get like the black line on the white canvas because there's no real value or stuff attached to it because it's just like a white canvas with a black line on it. Yeah. If you actually take it by the stoic way of life, <laughs> then oh, the other paintings are also like kind of worthless, you know? It's just some pigments, some, uh, I don't know, dead animal color stuff or whatever. Yeah. Parts of dead animals on, on other parts of dead animals. <laughs> sure. Put together in some sort of way on a canvas. Yeah. Well, sure. But I think with, let's say, older paintings like the Mona Lisa or whatever, yeah. there's a lot of skill involved in that. And to be able to paint like that, you well, the painter had to practice painting for 40, 50, 60 years to become that good. Mm. Whereas with contemporary art, mostly, it's just crazy ideas and some stories somebody made up about what that piece of what what that black line on the white canvas means uh, and tells about society or whatever or what kind of emotion it's trying to evoke and i'm like dude that that's that's no skill it, the, the skill would be storytelling and just <laughs> just lying to people yeah, I but guess. i don't know wouldn't you it's, say I'm that storytelling very... is an art in, in itself sure but then yeah, i would okay but then why don't you consider like this whole storytelling combined with a piece uh, of something like a uh, a thing like a, maybe the black line on a canvas or like just a chair or whatever storytelling combined with that wouldn't you kind of be able to consider that as art as well then like just a new category not like the typical skillful stuff but like more of the yeah a new section of of art like storytelling plus thing Sure, again, I get that about contemporary art. I understand that, and that's usually what people appreciate about it. I don't think people look at the black line and say, gosh, that's so amazing, I could never do that. They think, okay, what's the story behind that? What did the painter try to convey? Whatever. Hmm. What was the process behind it or whatever? I get that, and I understand that, and I can appreciate that, but at the same time, it's really something that anyone could do. Whereas painting the Mona Lisa, it's not something anyone could just do. I could just yeah. pick up my uh, my black pen and put on a white canvas and then make up some story of why I did that and what it means for society and the human nature and get $100,000 for that. But the thing is with the black line on the white canvas, it's something everyone could do. But that particular person did it at that specific point in time where it had that impact, you know? It was his sure. his artistic uh, vision or whatever. Okay, in some cases, obviously not. That's just coincidence. But oftentimes, like, just his artistic, yeah, principles uh, or vision or, like, just uh, the fact that he wants to enrage the current uh, critics of the time... Um, to put out something like that at that specific point in history. And that's his skill, or that's his, uh, the attribution that he has to be made, uh, that has to be made to him. <laughs> Again, I get yeah. that, and that's usually what people like about that kind of art. But for me, it's like all very... To me, that's very subjective. There's no real value to that. And there's no real skill involved mm -hmm. other than storytelling and 
kind of putting it in a nice frame. But that's you not know. no real skill. That is a skill, in my opinion. Sure, that is is a skill, but I really think that with a little bit of practice, most people could get to a competitive level. Whereas, mm-hmm. let's say one and month. Why of don't you practice story your storytelling a bit right now to make our podcast a bit more famous? Come on. Sure, <laughs> but I think it just takes a bit of work, of only a bit. <laughs> storytelling coaching. Yeah. Um, people could get to a competitive level for most contemporary artists. Whereas with one month of painting lessons, people wouldn't get to the point of painting a Mona Lisa. You but know, I think that's kind of the difference. However, I, f- I actually think the Mona Lisa is more storytelling than actual painting. Worth, you know? Sure, could be. I mean, I'm not an expert on artistic techniques and how because because um, because as just as i said like in the louvre there were several paintings of of young women looking like her uh, in the same setting by da vinci but it's this one that got uh, sure. it uh, became that famous because of the backstory i guess or the storytelling and more through it yeah exactly i'm not saying that that shouldn't <laughs> be part of it or that isn't part of it but i think contemporary art just lacks the (laughs) skill and technique if you just look at the skill and technique of the painting not the story behind that Mm. not the artist's vision or whatever then it's really shitty in most cases honestly or just throwing paint on a canvas different colors and then calling it like some revelation they had sure i mean if you feel like that and if people (laughs) relate to that go ahead but to me it's just you threw some painting and call it art (laughs) people are gonna just like in the other way though i i I think it's the same for, like, I don't know, realistic paintings or so. Well, no, because where skill is involved in stuff, because you actually just also throw reality. stuff on a canvas, and just because you need more skill or more time or more patience to get there, it's well, it would be the yeah, same doesn't get issue that much saying, more. Sure, but it would be the same issue as saying. Well, if you can print Hello World in Python, you're just mm. as good as someone with 20 years experience in coding and worked at Apple, Microsoft, and Google. Yeah, There's but now, now consider someone writing, I don't know, using lots of uh, print Hello World statements to print out an actual <laughs> painting or so, or, or whatever, print out <laughs> um, in their console. <laughs> some weird stuff you know yeah that, like those that those weird youtube possible. videos <laughs> <laughs> you need a lot of skill for that well to yeah. actually make something new and mm. original or realistic from that you can just do that um by learning one command or studying coding for one week mm. You know, but whatever. I don't <laughs> <laughs> so deep into this topic, it yeah, was interesting. Anyways, it was a nice but discussion. but didn't didn't you say like ten minutes ago that you're also not you, you don't really like contemporary art? And now you oh, I just took the other part. Oh, I actually, I'm fine with contemporary thing. art, and I'm 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 also fine with the Mona Lisa. I'm not fine with the hype around, <laughs> or like the the right the excessive hype around the painting. I understand that everyone wants to see it, but. <laughs> I need to show you some images of the crowd there. Like it sure. was crazy. <laughs> All right, man. I think we're pretty far into the episode. Yeah, it's been an hour. Yeah, man. Talking about contemporary art and lots of other stuff. 
Oh, oh man. That's What's the episode title, man? I have no idea. Probably something like showing off our storytelling or something. <laughs> Why the Mona Lisa's overrated? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> man, All right, it's been man. a pleasure. As always. I actually ticked off every topic that I wrote down for today. It's perfect. Nice. Perfect. All right, guys out there listening thank you so much for tuning in to listen for listening to this episode and as always if you enjoyed it feel free to leave a like and review and subscribe and share with your friends and family and, and send us an email and with and feedback and dogs and turtles <laughs> sure um and yeah hope you have a nice rest of the week and see you in the next episode bye 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 bye